Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mic check, mic check, one, two, three. Can you hear me out there? If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. B-I-G! You see how white people do? This sound system is awesome. I just want to talk about mind control. Hello, everyone. And now. You hit me because I like the Clippers. I think the Clippers are awesome. They were smart for trading Blake Griffin. Their best player. <laughs> Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Wednesday morning, the 17th of October. Right? Hiya. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Am I a bad... Yes. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> am, I, am I a terrible person? Yes. Mm-hmm. Am I the worst guy in the world because... Yes. Okay. I went to bed in the 10th inning. I know, I know, but it was it was after 9 at that point, and I'm wow, only... Wow, that's I, crazy after I'm, 9. I'm yeah. only human. You had right? a couple more hours to stay up. I know, and you don't know how long it's going to go at that point. I mean, Kevin, it was your kind of baseball game because it was 1-1 in the 13th, <laughs> which is what you love. <sighs> but I... Uh, I started watching it, and it was so... Now, listen, I have a lot of friends that are Dodger fans, and I, uh-huh. and I root for the Dodgers because I want them to be happy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so dull. Just soul crushingly dull. You aren't. You aren't wrong. Then it I went a... to the my. I went and watched Mayans MC, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then went back, and it was like half an inning later. I was like, "What are they doing? <laughs> How is that possible?" <laughs> it was... That was almost an hour and a half show last night. Oh, good. Almost yes. For most of the game, it was paint drying. Oh, it was. Yeah. It was five hours and fifteen minutes. I mean, I I complained, Ali. You saw my tweet. I complained that the first two innings took over an hour. Yeah, it was it was a lot. Is that true? Yes. Wow. Now, granted, a pitcher hurt himself in a defensive play, so you get as long as you want to warm up if you're coming in after an injury. And that guy took like 40 minutes <laughs> to warm up. <laughs> but I mean, it was you know, God bless the Dodgers for hanging in there and figuring out a way to win it. But it was a pretty excruciating game. And can you imagine if you're watching that in? The central time zone or the eastern time zone? No. Uh-uh. So I just want to want to confess right now, I did go to bed in the 10th inning. Well, but I, now here's I, what I'm going to say then. 
Uh-huh. Uh, if a game ever gets past nine innings, that's right. your role now. Is to go to bed. Is to go to bed. Right. Well, I'm, I'm happy to take that on. Okay. I got no issue with that at all. <laughs> oh, finally, Mr. Jinxie McGee over there is finally going <laughs> to jump in line with us. <laughs> well, if it means going to bed early. There was also a K-Rock <laughs> listener who sent me um, a picture of his odometer, the Zero Club, and he's mm-hmm. like, I made it all the way to Dodger Stadium. So that guy has to do that again. Tonight. Now, I don't know how he gets rid of all the gas that he filled up with, but... Well, he should only fill up with 45 cents of gas today. He has but. to do his part. Yeah. You told him that, right? I didn't yet. Okay. It's going to be a bad surprise. <laughs> well, we are going to talk more about the big game last Wait, night. Is it over? Coming up next... Just it, ended. Just yeah. ended. Okay. Just ended, yeah. Right. Uh, so we'll uh, save that for uh, next hour, but let me start with this thing. Jensen, you are going to really identify with this story. woo you told us, I can't remember if it was on or off the air. Were you telling us a story about some sort of dispute you were having with a bed that was delivered because there was a, a gap in it? Yeah, it was a little off air. but Off ba- air, okay. Ba- well, it doesn't matter. Basically, we bought this, uh, my fiance and I made a real investment, and we mm-hmm. bought this bed that, you know, it's like a hospital bed in a sense that it moves up on our legs and our, we're very lazy. Sure. <laughs> and there are two different pieces that turn, like you can, she can move up, I can move, it doesn't, we don't. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, there's a two-inch gap between us. Two inch? Yeah. When we bought it, they were like, oh, they stick together. And uh-huh. then when we, when we, now that we're living in it and sleeping in it, it's like I have to say goodnight to her with like a like a periscope. <laughs> like, goodnight, goodnight. And we close it up and we're like, send smoke signals. I'm if going to get, bed. If you get a full head of steam, can you jump the cat the cat there? I don't know. No? I haven't tried. I'm too oh, afraid. Yeah. But also, we in the middle of the night, I'll wake up and my dog is just flailing in it. Like, oh. I can't get out. Like, he's like, oh, screaming. He's lost in the cavern. Yeah, it's, classic, it's basically, it's it's like the 127 hours. <laughs> exactly. Like <that. laughs> well, I have, a, I have a very timely reference to add, which is that your bedroom is starting to look like uh, Lucy and Ricky Ricardo's. Oh, yes, yes. We've made that Nicely reference. Uh, okay. But uh, I will say that uh, it wasn't a good experience with the bed. Here is a here is a lawsuit that is similar in some ways in Britain to the Berkshire Bed Company. Claire Busby and her husband bought a very expensive bed that cost over $2,000 online, and it was delivered. Well, I'll just read from this uh, Telegraph UK article. A mother of four left paralyzed... Oh, my God. ...after being catapulted... From her bed while having sex (laughs) is suing the manufacturers for seven-figure damages at the high court. Claire Busby (laughs) suffered life-changing damage to her spine after she she toppled off the end of the defective bed while switching positions during intercourse. Is it defective? Or was it an ejector seat put in by her husband? (laughs) (laughs) The uh, 46-year-old from Maidenhead. By the way, do you want to live in a place called Maidenhead? A lot to unpack in this story. (laughs) Seriously, why not Hymantown? (laughs) Appeared at the high court in a wheelchair yesterday where she is taking legal action. Here's a curious. You know, uh, Jensen, you'll learn this about me. There's no article that's ever been written that I don't insist on more information. Mm -hmm. Here's the sentence that gets me. The court heard the bed was one of... Five delivered to Miss Busby's home in August of 2013 while she was renovating the property. She bought five of these beds. I guess just a lot of bedrooms in the house, and she decided that was the fancy bed she wanted. I won't get into the specifics of what they were doing because it is it did come out in court who was kneeling and who was turning and who was moving. I won't get into any of that. But she said at one point the bed gave way and she fell off the end, landing dangerously on her head. I spun around, I put my hand down, and I felt like I was catapulted off the back of the bed. My head hit the floor, I fell to the side, and then I heard 
what sounded like a spring in my body snap. She claims that the two halves of the bed, Jensen, that made up the base were not properly fastened together and that two gliders or feet were missing from the end of the bed, creating a height difference between one end and the other. Guys, this is what I have. This is ex- but this she is the also bed. used the word catapult. I, listen, that can't be. I could easily catapult. I'm I'm a monster in bed, uh, and I can easily do whatever you want me to do. And I'm telling you, we saved the day. We returned this bed, so I'm going to have a fully functioning body. Oh, wow. Well, you yeah. are smart to not end up like poor Claire here. By the way. Uh, anyway, the mattress company is saying that the uh, while the particular circumstances of the accident are usual, they should have had some foresight that there would be potential loss of balance if you're using the end of the bed like that. They think she just fell off, and she, they're looking for somebody to blame, sure. is what they think. They say the mattress was, and the bed was fine, so it's still in court right now. I don't know how it's going to end up. The hearing continues. But uh, that's not what you expect when sexy time is going on, that minutes later you're going to be paralyzed. and No, but if, like... If no one knows the story and that guy ends up single, he could be like, you know, I left someone paralyzed once. Like, that's kind of dope. It is. I, I wrecked my last girlfriend. Yeah, you should see her. Oh, you can. She's at, she's in a wheelchair. Well, good luck, uh, Claire. I hope it all works out for you. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? There's bravery there, but there's also terror and cowardice. Bean makes us guess. Mm. Uh, you eat the same thing every day. There's a guy that eats pizza. Every day since he was four. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Over 30 years. Over 30 years he ate pizza every single day. And the detail of cheese pizza. Only cheese. Yeah, that's that's just No sad. other toppings. I do have, uh, I would say, grape nuts f- five mornings a week during this show for years. That that's seems a- like a snack. Not a meal. It's breakfast. But it's the same. It is, it is the same, same thing every, every day. It's breakfast. And it's Plus, not, I mean, it starts out gravel, so it sucks. I right. mean, there are plenty of yeah. other cereals, but I stick with what uh, what got me here, you know? <laughs> this is what got you here? <laughs> but even, in that, even in that case, five days, not seven. That's right. Yeah, you mix it up on the weekend. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll cover the Dodgers, of course. Uh, but the bigger story in sports is Beer Mug and his softball reinstatement hearing. Oh, oh this is huge, you guys. <laughs> I was on pins and needles <laughs> last night worrying about that. I'm honestly, I'm going to maybe hang out and not be in that segment because I'm going to wait for the 30 for 30. Okay. <laughs> you want to see the full story? Yeah, the whole, the full... need to see it finished off with a narrator. And were, uh, were there witnesses on each side and then a jury had to determine? Don't know. Okay, we'll, we'll find, find out. out. Happened yeah. yesterday, though, so we're going to get the update. All and right. also uh, some live music from one of our favorite bands, Mumford & Sons, is here. <gasps> oh, they're delightful. It's 7 a.m. and they're going to be performing live on the Kevin and Bean Show. Which one do you have a crush on, Allie? I mean, it varies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess all of them. Oh, I love all of them. Yeah. But I, I'm a little partial to uh, Ted. Ted's got the scruffy beard. The blonde plays the stand-up bass. Mm-hmm. That's oh, okay. everyone in Mumford's eyes. It really is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Bit, everyone. Bit. I did yeah. notice that for the first time in 2018, you washed your hair and washed. you're not wearing a hat. Thank you. <laughs> so I feel I felt like somebody yeah. somebody good was coming in. I even washed my body. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you're ready. You're ready for whatever goes down. You know what I'm saying? All right. We so, will, uh, someone's ready to get paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good new slogan. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. That means it's time for Allie McKay and what's happening here for this Wednesday. It is Wednesday. And yesterday online, I, I missed a lot. I was offline for a little bit. But then I saw um, the story of Dennis Hoff passing away. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. He's the owner, of course, of Moonlight Bunny Ranch, which was featured in HBO's Cat House series. We've talked to him a ton on this show. I only knew because all the flags were at half mass. 
<laughs> He's a very entertaining guy. A really fun guy who really seemed to enjoy his life, didn't he? Well, it appears he enjoyed the last night of his oh. life Uh-oh. as well. When, when you see names like um, Ron Jeremy finding mm-hmm. him in bed, that's who found out he had passed away, then the name Heidi Fleiss coming up, and then Flavor Flav. All these people celebrating his birthday, and then it came out um, later that Flav Flav was supposed to be part of the event Monday night, but he wound up not attending the party. But yeah, he he had a big party hours after supporters cheered him on at a campaign rally for his bid for a seat in the state legislature. It feels like he buried the lead there. (laughs) Oh no, we've talked about that on the air. Real Um, afterthought. Also, he was running for office. Oh yeah, he's he's kind of like a well-known... Republican he, over there. He's the uh, he's the uh, the Trump from Perump, as right. he likes to call himself. Exactly. He he unseated the incumbent for that position, by the way, in mm-hmm. the primary, and was three weeks from now, less than three weeks from now, was probably going to win that election. So oh. this had to be an accident. What was it? Well, Do we know? I think he, he was, got catapulted off the end of a bed. Is yeah. what I think happened. Yeah, I think he was uh, partying pretty pretty heavily. Okay. After his rally with some friends, like Sheriff Joe. What? Of course, Sheriff Former Joe was there. Arizona Sheriff yeah. Joe, Tent City Sheriff Joe, Heidi Fleiss. I just what? What? Insane. Who's yeah. the son in the uh, Laker uh, owner family? Us. Yes. Yeah. What's a, whatever his name is? He was there too as well. Um, Do you want? It's Deke Bus. I don't think a lot of people don't, don't do that. that. I think, that I think it's Magic Bus. That could be too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very I'm not positive. Do you want, have you lived your life right? I'm going to say yes if Ron Jeremy is the one who discovers your body. Yeah, I think you went out with a, well, I a think, literal bang, I'm yes. sure, at your place of business. But, yeah, he was 72, so who knows how his hmm. heart was. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I was sad to see that news. Were you? Well, I'm always sad to see people die young. But sure. I was sad just because he just seemed like a super fun, entertaining guy. That's all. He, the world is uh, is less interesting for him being gone. That's all I'm saying. There you go. All right. Up oh. or down, guys? Does he go up or down? Oh, he made a lot of people really happy up with the services yeah. he supplied. Up or down is a tough one here. Oh, for sure up. The I think up. Up? All right. Yeah. The, world's, I think the world's busiest pimp? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think up. up. He provided a lot yeah. of a lot of great employment for women who, who, bought fact, it, who wanted it. Yeah, yeah. The fact that prostitution in quotes, is not legalized is insane to Yeah, me. it should be absolutely. legal. I'm yeah, just absolutely. saying, let's just hope God is, is liberal because I do believe he should go up as well. Okay. okay. Kevin, you're, you're an up Kevin, as well? Up. Up, 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 up. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, you guys, last night was the big premiere of The Connors. Right? Yeah. Right? I taped it. I want to watch it. Oh, well, do you not want me to tell no, you no. anything? No, no. Tell us. Okay. No, sure. Go ahead. So she, uh, she... Passed away of a opioid overdose mm-hmm. on the show. Oh, how timely. Uh, timely. It's it's a big storyline, and she was not happy about it, essentially. She was just saying that's it was just a tacky death. I'm sorry. Roseanne said it was tacky? Yeah, they could have done okay. it better. Yeah. By the way, I watched a, a little bit of the, the last season, the first season of the reboot, and she was popping pills on the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a plot line, is that they were, you know, they, she was figuring out a way to get more more pills and stuff. That may, so, have, may have been like behind the scenes shots <laughs> no, you were watching. No, that was on the show. Oh, and okay. So I'm saying it's not, I mean, it kind of fits with the storyline where they were going. I think it's a, 
it's a it's a reasonable way. Look, that's a show that's always addressed issues. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a that's a that's one of the biggest issues in America she, today. She said it lent an unnecessary grim, morbid dimension to an otherwise happy family show. I hate to break it to you, Roseanne, <laughs> but opioid crisis is a grim, morbid, sad thing that happens to families right next door to every single person listening. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think it's uh, pretty timely. But she did write a statement uh, co-written by her longtime rabbi and friend, Rabbi Shmuley. Uh-huh. That guy. Oh. Woo! Right? Good Lord. Uh, Speaking down. of Dennis Are we voting Hoff, again? I'm voting down. <laughs> down. Yeah. He is. He's something. He has my favorite rabbi podcast, though. <laughs> is that a category? <laughs> it is. Small. What's the competition like in that field? Small, but Rabbi Shmuley wins. I got to be honest. I was thinking about starting a rabbi podcast or coming to Kevin and Bean, oh, so I am happy up. I picked right. I think. There you go. There you go. Well, this uh, this kind of slipped under the radar, but the DC universe appears to be shifting its axis. They're no longer going to do those Superman and Batman movies with, we know, Henry Cavill, but Ben Affleck, it hasn't been said yet. Mm -hmm. And this is per Variety, that Warner Brothers, quote, is not moving forward with Batman and Superman movies featuring Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill, respectively. It's expected to recast The Dark Knight with a different actor. And this was kind of buried in this article, so people were like, wait, what? Hold on. So, interesting. So, they're good with the Dark Knight, just not him. Well, and they're postponing The Flash, and there was long-time rumors about that, and it looks like they're turning to Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, and Batgirl as their new money drivers, but Hmm. they currently have six titles ahead in theaters, none of which involve Batman or Superman. Next up is uh, Aquaman in December, Shazam, and then uh, Gal Gadot will return in Wonder Woman after that. So, interesting. That uh, that Aquaman's going to be a big hit, I bet. I think so, too. That looks good. All right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jason Momoa. Uh, That's one of the reasons why. Good Lord, everybody. Speaking of good Lord, uh, Idris Elba, I'll tell you about that story coming up in a bit, but boy, is he going to be in something I can't wait to not watch. Oh, wow. All right. For the first time, if he's cast... I was going to say, I love like, him in anything. Oh, Wait. Not necessarily. Wait okay. for this. Yeah. I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm, in, <clears throat> I'm in. Oh, that's really weird that you would be in for this movie. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll discuss. Good lord, T Swizzle. Some birthdays for you. Wyclef Sean, Eminem, Mike Judge, right? Bald head. Okay. He uh, glowed up. They call it the kids. Yeah, say. he did. Like when he was younger, he wasn't, and now he's like kind of a sex symbol. That Mike Judge. Thank you. Yeah. I say it every year, and they're like, what is your problem, no, Allie? Girl, women love yeah. the judge. And he's got those piercing eyes like a okay. Cal uh, Ripken. Oh, okay, seems pretty detailed. <gasps> mm-hmm. Speaking is of Ripken, right? More, more or less buff than Jeff Bezos, who has made a similar transformation over the years. Oh, I don't think he's buff. I think he's just, the, he's hot in the face. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. You know who I do see at the gym? J.K. Simmons. Oh. Simon Simons? Oh. Yeah. J.K. Simmons. Simmons. Buff. Yes. That Super buff, yeah. Ripped. Yes, uh, he was Buff Santa is what we were calling him for a while when he had that beard. Yeah, looking like it. Yeah, good times with this buff talk. Norm MacDonald, not buff. <laughs> uh, Michael McKeon, not buff. Mm-mm. Very funny men. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Guys, uh, nothing we like more than live music on the Kevin and Bean Show. And mm-hmm. one of our favorites, Mumford & Sons, is going to be here one hour from right now. 
will chat about their new record coming out, and they're going to be performing live. And I think... Allie, have we worked it out that they're actually going to move just outside the studio into the kitchen? It's the idea. And I thought if any band is going to do it, it's going to be Mumford & Sons. Because we don't have a, uh, a, sound space, yeah. a sound space here. And where are they going to play? So I said, hey, right outside our studio is a kitchen. It's going to be like a microwave <laughs> in between them and a fridge. And people are going to be coming up and getting coffee right? during okay. their performance. How this about, seems like a bad idea. But what if you're like, hey, Marcus... How about a latte? And in the middle of him <laughs> right, playing, he singing. just grabs one. Uh, it doesn't seem know. like it works, but let's it give works. it a try. But here's my question. Let's uh-huh. say they do two, three songs, whatever it is. They're in there for, you know, 15 minutes. Muggs uses the kitchen at least every five minutes. Yeah. What are we going to do about him? We're going to have to rope him off from the performance Yeah, space. we're going to tie yeah. his feet and his hands behind him. We're going to put him over there in another office. But... Yeah, barricades for as sure. Long, yeah. As long as they... Bugs is here. Do I turn? Oh, yeah, go ahead and bring him in. Okay. As long as they make the food accessible while they're playing, it's mm. okay. okay. I mean, as long as they don't perform in front of the vending machine. Exactly. Because that's uh, that's where Muggs lives. So. Yeah. Well, Muggs, we're glad you're here. We haven't wanted you to tell us anything uh, off the air about the hearing yesterday. But for folks who weren't with us to hear the original incident, what were you in front of the, uh, the tribunal for yesterday? <laughs> I had to have a reinstatement hearing at the L.A. City Municipal Sports Office to uh, go over the incident I uh, happened to me while I was playing softball when I got kicked out. Happened to you happened or happened to, to the other people happened to who me. were in the game? Happened uh, to me. I already see a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you too. By the way, who knew that uh, this kind of softball, which I assume is just you and friends playing softball, who knew that it was even regulated Right, by that's my thought. Is yeah. Why would they even get a tribunal for this? Who cares? It was insane. So... Uh, it was a one o'clock meeting. I show. Well, before you get to the meeting, yeah, yeah. tell people what happened. What was the incident? Oh, I essentially got thrown out for spitting on the field. Uh, no, you didn't, Mugs. <laughs> one of the uh, other players on the other team's wives called me out for spitting on the field, mm-hmm. and I, I politely questioned, oh, I, you know, I, I, I'm <laughs> at sorry. First. I, at first, at first, I, I didn't know it was illegal to spit on the field, and that ensued into this lovely lady calling her husband over during the middle of the game, and he proceeded to get in my face, to which then I lost my S. Did you hit him? It came close. I mean, there were. It didn't get physical, but it was about ten seconds away from getting there. It was. I'd also like. I like that Muggs in his head sees that fight is going anyway, except for him dropping. <laughs> I, I also am stunned that it's you can't spit on the field during a softball game. Stunned by that. I mean, I. I think, all in all, that wasn't really the issue they had a problem with, the tribunal, that is. I think it's uh, where I took things after. I kinda, oh, I see. Okay, your, either, your overreaction, gotcha. Either way, I, no, I didn't start this. not either way. There are two I different things. I, I didn't start this. So I went there yesterday, 1 o'clock, and I proceeded to wait in their lobby for about an hour before they even oh. saw me. My, my, oh. my point was at, at 1 o'clock, mm-hmm. and 2 o'clock rolls around. I'm like, I was so close First of all, my team You're hitting a guy. No, my team wanted me to go to the scene because I'm mm-hmm. such an asset in a in a in a, a, a all star oh, player. No. You, mis- okay? you mispronounce asshole. <laughs> asset. Okay. And they wanted me to go, so I went. And he two o'clock was on. Uh, yeah, we're still waiting on three people. What? Three people. Okay. All right. Great. I'll be here. So five minutes. They bring me in, and now Kevin, if if you could, let's get a little uh, reverb. This is gonna be this is gonna be the I don't voice. Think we need storytelling props of the of the, of the tribunal. All right, so I'm gonna cue. Here we okay, go. so I walk in. Welcome, Mr. Cantro. 
We are the tribunal of the office to the commissioner of Major League Baseball and also your Sunday Softball League. You obviously know why you're here. So please share with us what happened. So. Do you I have a lawyer by your side or no, anything? No, okay. but I should have. It's and funny to hear Bugs tell the story. It's like you're you're dealing with the Emperor it, in Star it Wars. It <laughs> I walk in. Three guys sitting at a, at a like a long like a meeting like a board table like a boardroom table. Mm-hmm. Oh, like in Flashdance when they decided she was going to be the one to. Yes, dance. Yeah. that's exactly what okay. it was like. Except nobody dancing on the table. Oh, you're a maniac. <laughs> so they they say that. So I tell my story. And to which they they kind of t- soak it in, you know. They're like, "Oh, I didn't." Soak they don't. They, they, soaked they, it in, they didn't they? know this part. They didn't know some of the details. Mm-hmm. So they kind of like uh, they stop. They talk to each other, and then one of the guys goes, "I have a written statement from the umpire that you used profanity and were threatening to beat people up." <laughs> oh, <laughs> which is true from what we've heard. So I said, "Look, I might have lost my cool a little bit. I might have." Used some words and raised my voice that probably didn't help my case on the field, but I think the guy stepping off the field, he he was a little bit out of line. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think he walked up to you in a threatening manner, you could have handled this way differently. We pride ourselves on taking each situation and handling them with cool, calm, and collective sensibilities. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I mean, guys, look, I like playing in your Sunday softball league, but, you know, I mean. At any point, on. did they say, we don't really care? <laughs> I mean, essentially, and, and it By was. By the way, the uh, the Kavanaugh hearing took less time. I know, and I'm like, this is, sir, this I was is in just a, for like a softball we, league. I was, this, the whole entire hearing, quote, unquote, was 28 minutes. Oh, oh my god! Over that? Over that. So, here's the kicker. At the end of all of it, Well, we have heard your case, Mr. Cantro. That is how you pronounce your last name, Cantro, right? We have heard your case, and we have not come to a decision whether you are going to be reinstated in our softball league yet. Oh, I hope you have to go back. Uh, Okay, well, you know, I mean... Like once a week? I've already been out three weeks. I understand, you know, you guys... My original punishment, if that's that's okay, you know, I'll sit more games out, but... (laughs) You have to respect our decision, whatever we come up with. Okay, I got you, okay. So when we do finally come up with the decision, we'll let you know. Thank you for your time and have a great day. Then they took the paperwork and they threw it in the trash. I mean, Never to hear from them guys, again. Guys, how much more information do they need in order to come to a conclusion? Right? It was... Are they, are they interviewing the other guy? I don't, I don't think they, they did. Because every bit of information I told them about the story, one of the guys was so flabbergasted. Oh, really? Wow. I didn't I had no idea. That, okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if they interviewed the other guy. Hmm. But I kind of made that a point. Like, hey, shouldn't you talk to him and see what he did? Who mm-hmm. are these Paul Blarts that are sitting there it, ruling uh, seriously? It, over a softball league. It was, <laughs> Come on. It was amazing. So, it's crazy. So, yeah, and then Mama Muggs came in and oh, tried no. to cut, stick oh, up for me. No, 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 no. She didn't. Okay, but, good. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, so it, they did the right thing and banned you for life. I don't know yet, Kevin. I I, I still fingers crossed. Am I, I right, Muggs? How's your team doing with their primary asset being uh, on the sidelines? You know what the sad thing is, being they've won Kevin, every they, single game. No, they haven't. <laughs> Not without me. I haven't been following. I haven't been following up. I've been very depressed about this. What? Wait, very, you don't even know how they've done. No, I kind of been. I've been kind of just wanting to. You're the stay worst. Yeah, they've know. been having the time of their lives, Muggs. That's yeah. how they've been doing Probably. it. <laughs> 
It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. 3 2. Ground ball. Base hit. Machado comes to the plate. Throw by Yanich. Dodgers win it. Series time. 2 2. And so that happened about uh, 4 a.m. Yeah, around 30 minutes ago. That was the end of the game. By the way, can I just say as an aside, I'm so sick and tired of all the Joe Buck hate during every single sporting event that he covers. He does a good job. Okay? I just wanted to get that off my chest. We're, uh, uh, do I get no amens on sure, that? Sure, I mean, no. He's, a, he's very serviceable. He's very good at his job. Very, uh, he's very good at his job. Yeah. Why does too. he always hate my team? Yeah, well, right? Thanks, mm, Allie. Whatever team it is, he yeah, hates. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, we are so psyched about the way the game ended. Our usual Dodgers correspondent is uh, Matt Money Smith, but he's doing Charger stuff this morning. So, Jensen, who do we have on the line? Uh, this is a good friend and pal who, whenever I have any sports questions, this man is my genius go-to. Is it an encyclopedia? Mm. It is disgusting. He's a former contestant on Jeopardy Sports Edition, which is true, and he came in, I think, pretty high. Uh, Drew Ungavari, sports writer, screenwriter, friend of the show. Hey, Hey, Drew. Drew. Welcome to Kevin and Beach, sir. How are you? Hey, I'm happy to be here. I, too, can give you an amen on Joe Buck. (laughs) I, I don't get the hate, either. Thank you very I mean, much. He has, he has been here, and he did address the fact that every team, both teams in the series, like in this particular series, both teams are convinced that he hates their team. Mm-hmm. That's just part of his But, but people job. are also just critical of his style. And I will say, as much as, a, as I consider myself even a fan of Joe Buck, I was very uncomfortable with his use of the term honey hole last night. I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, Drew. He was talking about like a sweet I, I spot did. for a batter. That was my nickname in college, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> so, yes. So, Drew, what do we? Uh, there's so many storylines going on here. Obviously, we're delighted with the Corey Bellinger redemption last night. That was nice. What What do you make of this Dodgers postseason team, 2018 style? I think that this team is treading water until their bats heat up again, and a good team can play worse than their opponent and still win a game. Mm-hmm. And you can make the case last night. I mean, they struck out yeah. 31 times over their last two games, yeah. which leads me to believe that the Brewers should be allowed to bring their phones out onto the field <laughs> because there's no balls getting hit in play for them I mean, to, to run after. Arguably, both teams could have last night for a lot of that game. I mean, yeah. I did. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was it, it was laughable. But I, look, at the same time, you know, it, it wasn't like these guys can't hit. These pitchers, relief pitchers on both teams, were were absolutely incredible, mm-hmm. and uh, and and saved both teams' butts. I mean, the seventh inning, uh, Dodgers gave up a, a leadoff double, and Dave Roberts brought in three different pitchers to get three separate outs. Back to back to back, and that which is why it was a five-hour and fifteen-minute game. It's like each inning exactly. is an hour. <laughs> um, I yeah. have been, and I know Allie has been as well. Very frustrated. What's the word you used last night, uh, Allie, in our text? Immaturity. Yeah, it just seems like uh, act like you've been there before. The post-game interviews, I get you're frustrated, but it seems like this this team. There's this immaturity just coursing through this locker room. Yeah, and you're seeing guys... Yeah. Uh, I mean, who was, the, who was the guy last night who tore up all the Halloween candy in, in the... Uh, it was Rich Hill. To, uh, just throw, Rich throwing Hill. Halloween candy. Yeah, all over the, yeah. the dugout. And you've seen... Uh, Yusil Puig broke a bat, and everybody's given these pissy interviews, and it's just like, they don't seem like they're having a very good time. Meanwhile, the Brewers, who are in just as tight a game, look like they're having the time of their lives playing. 
Yeah, and well, and the thing is, is that if you're that frustrated by your opponent, the last thing you should do is let them know that they're frustrating you. Right. If you want to break a Gatorade cooler or you want to, you know, make a pinata out of a candy bin, do it in the clubhouse so nobody can see you do it. You I know, mean, the I, cameras are watching everything. I assumed that they were mad at themselves. Rich Hill was mad yeah, for throwing a pitch mm-hmm. that they could hit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you know, but the opponent knows this, and and, yeah. and they just want to keep picking at it. You know, it was frightening how many times these guys have watched a first pitch or last pitch strike go by and ended an inning, you know, watching watching pitches. And that that's just going to give that team juice to, to keep going. Luckily, you know, the Dodger pitchers managed to keep the game uh, tied until they finally scored a run and won the game. But, yeah, I, I never understood showing your opponent that what they're trying to do to you is working. Hey, Drew, I have, just, a, you know. Drew, I have a question. Is Manny Machado, because uh, I'm I, this is coming together this series, is he a dirty player? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, Manny Machado is a guy that's always going to look for an edge. You know, if you listen to Dave Roberts' explanation last night as to what happened when the bench was cleared, he was saying that, that Jesus Aguilar, the Brewers' first baseman, put his foot all over the bag, leaving no room for, for Manny to kind of – uh, step on it if you wanted to be safe. And I think what Manny was doing was taking advantage of a guy whose foot was on the back to try to get an, inter- an interference call, knowing that he was going to be out. So, I mean, look, if he was on the opposing team, I would tell you that he was dirty, but he's a Dodger, therefore it's just game. <laughs> <laughs> right. Why was everybody so surprised that he ran fast for that final... Uh, Run! Well, I mean, because of his interview before the game. Did you hear his interview no. before the game? The man literally yeah. said... Uh, you know, running's yeah, not I'm, really I'm my not thing. Be, I'm not, yeah, I'm not Johnny I'm Hustle. I'm not Johnny that, Hustle. That's not my cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. <laughs> running hard and hustling. Oh, my God. This team is very accidental. It's it's almost like, <laughs> guys, can you play a game? You called them at 6 a.m. You think you can make it? Come on, oh, maybe. I'll see man. if I can make it. I did like, Drew, I did like a little sense of some redemption for Bellinger. Between that catch, which was one of the sickest things I've ever seen. I think that was in oh, that yeah. 94th inning. His, his, then, his swan dive after was yeah. the best. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, <laughs> it, batting in Machado was amazing. I feel like that might be his turnaround from his mental block. Yeah, that's what you could see uh, in all the interviews with all of his teammates after the game that they all said how happy they were for him. Because yeah. he, you know, don't forget, going back to last year's postseason, I think he finished one out of his last 18 at bats. And didn't get a hit until the game seven of the World Series, and even that was a single. Yeah. So it's you know no one's talking about it. And I don't want to bring it up in, in his face because you know remind him of how poorly he hit last year's postseason also. But he's just not only struggling this season, but it goes back. And I think for him to kind of have that, you know, sometimes you need a little bit of luck, and and sometimes you know it, it'll just happen for you when when the team's you know thirteenth best pitcher finally comes in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, and, does this, and, uh, does this and, turn it all around, yeah. Drew? Yeah, that's my question. Does is this, who has the momentum yeah. now? I want to say that the Dodgers have the momentum only because they've got Clayton Kershaw going today um, at home in a day game where he's you know been pretty pretty dominant throughout his career. Um, there is a stat that scares me, which is something about how the Brewers haven't lost back-to-back games since, like, August. Oh, and the only way the Dodgers are going to win this series is if they win back-to-back games at least once. Uh, so chances are, you look, you lose today, you go back to Milwaukee, down 3-2, and you've got to win two games there in front of that ruckus crowd um, with that stat I just said. So today's game, they got they got to feel pretty good about their chances. But at the same time, you know, both of these teams are going to be exhausted. Yeah, at least they um, got I don't a know lot why of rest. Kershaw was there. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I'm, I'm wondering why they didn't send Kershaw home. 
you yeah. know, hey, you know, we'll let you know about the game. I'm, maybe they gave him the Yeah, option. because they started so two, intense. right, today? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a great point, Drew. They certainly didn't need him there just sitting there staying awake longer than he needed to be. That's for sure. Maybe they thought they did need him. Who <laughs> knows? <laughs> well, yeah, maybe he was going to go home just to play Fortnite anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, well th- there was talk that, that maybe he would come into the game because the Dodgers were out of pitchers. Mm-hmm. And then the first question somebody asked Dave Roberts in the press conference after the game was, uh, would you have considered putting a Kershaw? And he gave an instant no. So if that were the case, send him you know, home. Send him home. Uh, send him home. Yeah, send yeah him that's home. a really let good him, point. Can we just give props again, to Kenley Jansen? Can we? Because yes. I, I've been a little hard on him, and I shouldn't be. The guy's his heart and a lot of stuff. Oh, I was so in love with him last <laughs> night. God bless you, Kenley. Yeah, two two innings. I think he pitched 39 pitches, which is the most in a, in a while for him. And then how about Julio Urias, man? The guy missed the entire season. He pitched four yep. innings in the regular season. He gave up a huge home run in game one that proved to be the decider. Dodger fans were going nuts when they brought him in yesterday because Floro pitched so great in the inning before. And he proceeded to go against uh, four, uh, three lefty hitters out of four and, and got all three of those guys out. That's why he came in the game and why he was on the roster. So I'm with you on Jensen, and I want to give Urias a, a shout-out, too, because of it, he showed up. Very nice. I mean, look, it's a tighter series than I think a lot of people, including the experts who picked the Dodgers to win it in five in many cases. It's a tighter series than we thought it would be, but there's still we still have a lot of weapons. And like you said at the outset, Drew, once they start hitting some home runs again, which is what they're famous for and they can't seem to do anymore, it's going to make a big difference. So fingers crossed. And we, I don't know a lot about sports, but I do know you hit more home runs by actually swinging the bats. I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> good Lord, they're killing me. That is a good point. Yeah. Thank you. That's, that's what is that they say. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Correct. That's the yeah. same thing with swinging a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, I'm not true. good at math. Drew is a uh, screenwriter and sports writer. You can follow him on Twitter at Drew Unga, D-R-E-W-U-N-G-A. Drew, great to talk to you, sir. Thanks for jumping on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, anytime, guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Let's take a roll call here. Do we have Ted from Mumford & Sons? Present. Winston. Present. Ben. Howdy. Marcus. Aye. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Mumford & Sons here on the Kevin Aye. They are back, everybody. The uh, new album is called Delta, coming out on Friday, November the 16th. And you guys have been on a whirlwind press tour these last few days talking about it. Whirlwind. What? <laughs> what was that? What's going on there? Buddy? Whirlwind. <laughs> Whirlwind. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you're you're doing your uh, fiduciary duty to get the word out that you're back. Is I what believe I'm it's saying. the word. <laughs> word. <laughs> we're giving it a whirl, and uh, yeah, we are. Yeah, we're. we're you know, I, I'm not sure we've ever felt um, as sort of un- united in our. Um, uh, not confidence necessarily. Well, maybe it's confidence. Well, we bloody love this album. We think mm-hmm. it's um, we think it's the best we've done, I suppose. And it sounds ridiculous. It sounds sort of cocky to say that, but you know, that's not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> well, honest, 
question. Is the album finished? Yeah, no, it is now. Finished. It is now. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, because yep. I watched an interview about three weeks ago, and you guys were like, mm, "Not sure." It was not finished. Okay, Marcus, are you just saying that now because you got in trouble for the first time when no. you said it was finished and it's not? <laughs> no, I think we try and stick to honesty. Okay, it's the best okay. policy. Okay, and uh, it wasn't that. finished. Now it is finished. Okay, now it is. Now the impression that I get is that you guys have never worked harder on a record than you have on this one. Is that also true? In terms of actual hours put in. <laughs> They're looking when at each other and laughing. Work is an interesting yeah. one. Put a lot of hours in the studio. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, Not all of it was productive, <laughs> I see. Not necessarily work. You stayed, you stayed late some days, didn't you, Amy? Yeah, I did stay late. I came in late, stayed late. Um, Were there beverages involved? There were there were some beverages involved. Okay. All right. Um, a lot of drop-ins, I understand. Yeah, a lot of drop-ins. Visitors, yeah, okay. Uh, it was it was a bit of a party. For me, it was a party album. But I don't know that we all have the just same for, just, experience. Just for you, It's really. odd that for I mean, one of you, it was a party. <laughs> for me, yeah, it was yeah. a party album. I, it's not odd. <laughs> <laughs> we spent a lot of time. Uh, do you know what? Paul creates an atmosphere in his studio in the church. Uh, You're which, a producer, Paul. Yeah, we're... and uh, where it's it is a hang. And we've never recorded like that before, really. Well, I guess we did in South Africa for Johannesburg, the mini album mm -hmm. we did. But it was it was as much about people as it was about music, really. Is that so, right? And we just have, yeah, we just, I mean, it was like a really open-door policy. And we never really made a record like that before. And I think it had an influence. So, you know, when you have, when you have people in, you just listen to things differently, you know. And it kind of affects the atmosphere of the record and uh yeah because you're getting instant feedback yeah and you listen to it through their ears you know mm -hmm. what we there's a when we, when the band started youtube didn't exist so we were writing as on the road as we went along and the songs could evolve through the ears of our audience exactly what we're talking about now but then with with youtube and and the kind of with the last album wild of mind that we we were like we don't want it to we don't want these songs to go online forever and be there when they're not finished so we did it all behind closed doors and this is this was our middle ground this was how we get people in the studio and we can the songs can evolve that way and it was, so yeah sort of that's how it fits into it feels the logic it feels like with that kind of recording process it would be hard to bring the album to a finish I mean you're all over we the place gone, yeah <laughs> right? yeah and we're going back in in February. To, to, to thank because God. we've already started the next one. <laughs> and You've already started the next album. Yeah, and 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 we feel like we want to keep. Well, I think we've never enjoyed the studio more. And oh, uh, that's wonderful, which yeah. is cool. And yeah. uh, we we don't want to because a lot of the time you sort of record intensively and then you go on tour for like three years. Right. And I think this time we want to try and see if we can. Okay, take a month off touring, go back in the studio, mm. and then go back on the road again. So that's while you're doing. while you're playing is road ready and hot. Right, like while well, you guys are still in a groove, get back into the studio and use it. That's the idea, that. yeah. If yeah. we survive the the schedule, yeah. By the way, speaking of surviving the, <laughs> this the could schedule, be a terrible idea. it could be a really bad idea. <laughs> you, you talk about taking that month off, but you're not exactly slacking in uh, 2019. Starting soon, you're going to start a world tour of over 60 dates, it's with more to be announced. Free, still, yeah. yeah, and we've yeah. we've actually made a big point of not um, playing the West Coast. I think you might have noticed. We appreciate yeah. that. We have noticed that. <laughs> it's, a new, it's a new tactic. We're going to try it out this time. No well, everywhere but the West Coast tour is the name of the tour. Is this, am I allowed to swear? Sure.
you guys. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, uh, we're, so we're doing 63 shows between November and June. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be on tour for another two years after that. Okay, so we so just announced the first 63, and inevitably, they couldn't be everywhere. Of course. So Yes. Yeah. But one of them could have been here. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not one. asking you to play here every weekend, right. guys. <laughs> um, this is the voice of uh, Mumford & Sons here on the Kevin Bean Show. They are going to be going, believe it or not, right outside the studio to the kitchen here at K-Rock and performing live in a couple of minutes. But I wanted to ask, and forgive me, because I know some musicians do not like to talk about the meanings of their songs, their titles, their artists. But when I saw the title Delta for the album, that has a very specific meaning to me and to many Americans. What does the word Delta mean to you, you Brits? Can you can you leave that one out? Yeah, I'm explaining. What I'm it very means curious what your your definition of it is. Well, our Delta is the you know the the Delta Valley of Mississippi, where mm. the home of the blues. You know where the blues yeah. came from, and that's what we think of. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I think uh, that's not what it mean, means to us because we're mm-hmm. British and. Um, but we totally can, you know, obviously. Are you getting some free air miles out of this or something? Is that what it is? <laughs> no, I think, I mean, we were thinking about it a lot. You've got to call it something, haven't you? And I think we we felt like um, that the word Delta and the concept of a river Delta sort of represented where we feel like we're at at the moment. And it also happens to be the fourth record, you know, fourth letter of the alphabet. In Greek and this uh, is some Illum- Illuminati kind of stuff. Right? <laughs> What's going on over there? Right? It's also, you take the star and the Jay, moon and Jay, combine is that it. Jay, yeah. Is that right? Okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So it sort of felt like you know we'd spent a few years on the road. Well, quite a lot of time on the road in a slightly shel- like the road is a bubble, you know. So we've been slightly sheltered from things and a bit like river life, really. And then we spent some time at home and things got a bit chaotic and wild, and that feels like we're where the river meets the sea so and it's also been super fertile you know we've written a lot of songs i was going to ask that how many songs do you do for an album and then you have to cut them down what did, how many did you pick well i mean it the- would be really efficient to just do 12 right <laughs> we did 34 34 okay and uh but that was whittled down from more more, I think. Whittled. <laughs> Whittled down. <laughs> That's Ted, by the way. That's all Ted's going to say yeah. today. That's it. He's picked his word. That's and a pretty good input. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. That is, uh, I mean, that's an incredibly prolific period for any artist. If you come up with that many songs, um, yeah. m- many of them were crap, or all of them have potential. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can get the album on the 16th of November. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Decide for yourself. All the right. crap. <laughs> Have you ever played in a kitchen before? No, you guys really lay it on for us, don't you? Right? Yes, we do. We're very fancy here at k yeah. Even though we moved to a different building since the last time we saw you, it's every bit as janky as you would expect k Do you not have a kitchen in Venice? Is that why you... We didn't. I mean, it we was did, too small. It was pretty it was too small. small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to march you down the hall, guys, and, uh, and strap in and hear a little live music. And I hope you'll be playing... I hope it, uh, if I can make one request, I... Pray you'll be playing Guiding Light because I love that song that we're playing here. I do too. Right now, it's so good. You guys, thanks. All right, Mumford and Sons are here. The album is called Delta. It's available everywhere on Friday, November the sixteenth. We love you guys. Thank you for visiting. We'll see you in a minute. Okay. Cheers. Thanks, thanks, guys. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. All right, we've moved from the uh, studio to the kitchen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Uh, because we don't have a sound space here. And I said, wouldn't it be fun to play in the kitchen? And everyone said, Allie, that's stupid. And I'm right. like, what band is going to play in the kitchen? But Mumford & Sons. Mumford & Sons, right? it turns out, is. Yeah. Good times. Love a good kitchen. We're first class, aren't we? Yep. <laughs> well, the new album is Delta. It's out November 16th. 
You guys going to play some music for us in the K-Rock kitchen. Mumford & Sons live. Because I know I had it all on the line. Don't just sit with folded hands and become blind. Because even when there is no star in sight, you'll always be my only guiding light. I would watch the hell out of this cooking show. <laughs> oh. I mean, they are standing amidst a microwave and a couple of ovens and some cups here in the K-Rock kitchen. We'll call it mm, Mumford and Sons. Mm. No. Okay, let's right. review. Okay. Um, and, and that's the closest we may ever get to hearing that song before live in the state of California, apparently. <laughs> they hate us now, so that was actually a real treat here well, today. For a year or two. Uh, let's, uh, let's beg for another, shall we? Yes. Yeah, let's play another. So me... Your sirens call and sing all you want. I will not hear what you have to say. Then you should sound in a kitchen. <laughs> that is uh, Mumford and Sons, you guys. Thank you to Marcus and Ben and Winston and Ted for stopping by K Rock today. The album is coming out on Friday, November 16th, and we'd love to have you stay, but we really need to get to the microwave, so we need you to move your stuff out. <laughs> it's lunchtime. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Here's the thing about Mumford and Sons. Yeah. We said, hey, you should play our kitchen. Mm -hmm. And they said, awesome, let's do it. Love them. <laughs> Love them. It's insane. They were really fun, and they sounded really good, and I'm really excited about the album. That's a lot of reallys, but I mm -hmm. I'm, I, I was thrilled with their appearance today. By the way, Same. they were, uh, I thought they had all left uh, the studio. We had said goodbye. Uh, thank God I said this. I said, well, they are a damn delight. Heard that? And right as I said it, Winston walked right in front of me. I'm like, Glad I said that. Mm -hmm. He's like, no. me too. That's <laughs> honestly, out of all the things you could have said, that's probably the tamest for you. Yes. It is. So. It really is. Considering yeah. what you were thinking. That's for sure. Sorry. <laughs> hey, uh, congratulations to Pablo Hernandez from Canoga Park. Won his tickets for Gorillas in the HD Radio Sound Space here at Kirok this Friday, hosted by Stryker. Your chance to win coming up next hour, along with Bean Makes Us Gas. We don't uh, do this very often. Um, usually when uh, when one of us has gone on a vacation, as we both were uh, recently, we don't uh, ever hear anything from the show the week we were gone. I don't know about you, Kevin, but it's too depressing for me. Depressing? <laughs> depressing. Too depressing. Why like is it depressing? The world goes on without you? <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, it's not that. It's just that I always wish I had been there. I always, I'm always sad that I missed something. You know what I mean? And I think, oh, I would have loved to have been able to be a part of that conversation and something. So it, it gets me down. You and I are very different. <laughs> yeah, I know we are. That's so weird. 
<laughs> so uh, the reason I bring all that up is to say something happened while Kevin was on vacation a couple of weeks ago, and we totally forgot about it. We never told him about it. He never heard about it. And I think it's something that's worth us revisiting here on today's show because I, I would like to get his reaction to it. Mm. Now, Kevin, you remember we're in this new building now, Mid-Wilshire. Mm-hmm. You remember uh, the final day over at the Venice Studios. I Venice do. In Fairfax. Uh, it was kind of a kind of a story in local media because mm. radio had been operating out of that building for decades, and KNX sent a reporter over. Now, do you remember doing an interview with a KNX uh, reporter? Just barely. <laughs> I mean, I mean, now that you're going to replay it, I, I was thinking, do I remember anything? How did I screw up on this one? You, oh, you didn't screw up. I you don't. Were, you, you were terrific. Okay, oh. so let's hear the uh, let's hear a little bit of the piece. We'll stop it along the way. So this was the final day at the old K Rock Studio before we moved. The end this of an report? era today. Uh, hold on, what was that? I'm sorry. Is you that on s- your end? I thought it was on my end. No, no, I got it. Okay, here we go. The end of an era today. In this building that has been home to some of LA's biggest radio stations over the years. Let's get the story live from KNX 1070's Craig Figner. It's a building a lot of people have probably driven past at Fairfax and Venice. Jack FM always made fun of it, calling it a dumpy little building, but it has been a significant radio property in Los Angeles since the days of KHJ in the 1930s. By the way, that means uh, Rick Dees worked in that building, by the way. All right. I knew there was magic there. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, Jensen, uh, I wasn't there that day. They did the final interview, but the KDX reporter showed up, and he he was wearing the hat with the little press sign in the Mm -hmm. front of it, Yeah, and kept saying, ah, you see? Kept saying, ah, you see, which (laughs) was weird. And also traveling with a photographer that had one of those light things behind him. So it was strange. Yeah. All right. He's getting to Kevin. This was its transmitter site, later its studios. And for 17 years, it's also been home to K-Rock. Tonight, they'll turn out the lights. Kevin Ryder of the Kevin and Bean Show tells me it is a tough day. I just am sort of bummed to leave this little dump that has been our home for 17 years. Wait, what? I'm sorry, what's your question? What what happened? Another, you're just, just doing the interview. You're just doing an interview. Yeah. It sounds like slow, way slowed down. Huh? No, no, no that's this you. Is, that's this how is, you sound. Yeah. What? But then we've had a lot of really great times here. We've had a lot of good guests in the, in the HD radio sound space over there. We've mm-hmm. done breakfast with but, Foo Fighters. I feel like it's slower than I normally uh, no. talk. That's how you talk. That's, yeah. that's what you hear when... Yeah. Well, I think you were celebrating hmm. a little bit that morning, too. Oh. I think there may be a little bit a little bit of tipping back, perhaps, I contributed. See. But this is this is Vinny Sounds. Hmm. And with so many different bands, with Sting <laughs> and with Jack White. White, and I mean, there's Why? just so... Yes. Why would you guess Sting was the first name? <laughs> I, was curious, I was curious about that, too. <laughs> Out of all the bands that have been there, why do I go with Sting? I was wondering about that. Uh, but, it's, but it's a miracle you're even speaking English right? at this point. I mean, listen to you. Many great memories of <laughs> bands coming here and this sort of being... The hub for K Rock and by the way, you had a lot to say. I mean, it seems like I'm saying it rather slowly. No, no, no. This is like when you hear yourself on your answering machine. (laughs) It just sounds all different. That's me. Okay. The bands that we play and the hub for so many stations over the course of 80 years. We're talking about uh, you know K Earth, KHJ, Amp Radio, Jack FM. You know, uh, (laughs) terrorists. (laughs) 
know, situations or UFOs. K-Rock joins us at Wilshire and Hauser on L.A.'s Miracle Mile. As for this building? It must be aliens. You don't know. <laughs> this may be a, a question that we'll never know the answer to. Live in Culver City, Craig Figner, KNX 1070 oh, News Radio. I thought it sounded weird. No. no. Not to you guys? No. You did a, you did a terrific job. Be Kevin. proud. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. K O Q. Q. Right? It's that time. A lot of complaints that there hasn't been enough two eyeballs. I mean, if you could have made it a little better. I mean, you can't hear what he's saying if that's your point. Right? It'll be worth it in a minute. <laughs> you needed the edited version, Bean. I do. Here we go. <laughs> there it is. All right. Yes. All right. Maybe I'll get the edited version. Worth it. We uh, introduced, when you were out as well, uh, Kevin, we introduced uh, Jensen to Two Eyeballs and played some highlights of the interview that we did with ah. little McCall. Little 10 year old McCall at the time when he recorded that. All right. Uh, happy Halloween, everybody. We got a very special edition of Bean Makes His Guest that's going to be very controversial. There's going to be a lot of yelling about the list oh, today. Come on Bean. now. Coming up just after eight. First, Allie's here with What's Happening on a Wednesday. <sighs> Sir Richard Branson. So a year ago, he took to his blog to announce the end of the V Festival. That was the long-running British music festival that the Virgin Group founder started in 1996. But yesterday, he made an announcement at the unveiling of his Hollywood Walk of Fame star that he has a new festival coming in late 2019. Virgin Fest! Uh, Oh. I mean... I'm sorry? Virgin Fest. I know you want to keep with, you know, the V, the Virgin, that type of thing, but maybe Virgin Fest isn't isn't the greatest. It doesn't have a great ring to it. No, but Branson, alongside uh, producer, CEO Jason Feltz, and Kaboom Music Festival founder Brian Gordon came up with this festival. No specifics just yet. They're saying early 2019, but the two-day event will hold up to 25,000 attendees per day, no camping or 24-hour facilities, and it will take place somewhere on the West Coast. I'm a virgin with white guys. And how do they check everybody to make sure that when they go into this festival... Oh, like Hyman They are indeed virgins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do they do that? Uh, This is just the name of the festival, Kevin. Okay. All right. But also, can't you tell just by looking at them? (laughs) I would say that um, it's got to be incredibly competitive to even try to find bands to play a festival when there's already one almost every weekend somewhere in this country. Yeah, Yeah, true. 32 million people go to music festivals every year. And, I mean, they've had such a big drop Bonnaroo had a huge drop. Uh, Sasquatch isn't even doing 2019 wow. because of their drop significantly in uh, recent years. Significantly. Hard word for me to just say. <laughs> that was odd. But uh, what will what will be different for the Virgin Fest that you maybe can't find at other places? This, this is an interesting wording. 
Oh. The convergence of music technology and innovation will be a key differentiator for us. Most apps are just checking lineups. Maybe there's a selfie cam. There's no real innovation. Imagine a world where you can go into your app and have your food or drink brought to you. Have seat-to-seat -seat chatting and click on your friend and have your friend meet you over at a certain stage. Like texting? <laughs> like, <laughs> like That does exist. That exists. And having food or drink brought to you like it's Postmates at a festival? I just, uh, what? What? I think he's going to need more than that to get folks interested. Well, I'm glad you said more than that. What about Virgin Fest? having a level of cleanliness that you would only typically get at a high-end festival, eco-focused hydration stations, and clean flushing toilets. Yes! Sexy! <laughs> what? That does help, by the way. Does it? Yeah. Having access to clean water Is and Is it a toilets? selling point, though? It's not a selling yeah, point. Yeah, it's not. It's mm. not enough. No. Yeah. I mean, I guess, look, Allie, you can mock this all you want, but as soon as they announce Childish Gambino is there, you're there. You I'm know? in. Listen... I love Sir Richard Branson. I would still be flying Virgin Airlines if they didn't morph it into Alaska Air. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite airline. The pink light, that hue was wonderful. You just click right on the back of your seat. You get the hummus plate. Damn delight. <laughs> and let's be honest, I'll go to this too. Sure. Yeah. But I'm not going to be, you know, going through an app to tell my friend to meet me at this stage. Right. I'll just text him. Like a goddamn adult. And you're certainly not going to grow your virginity back just to go to a festival. Well, I had an assembly in high school, all girls Catholic school. We had an assembly on secondary virginity. It's a thing. Really? Yeah. So it's like an, a, an annulment for your first time. Essentially, yeah. You're like, <laughs> didn't mean it. Didn't happen. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, but I'm just looking around at the assembly. I'm like, look at these whores. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun time. If you can go to an all-girls Catholic school, I say do. I tried to. They wouldn't Did let you? me. Did yeah. you? Yeah. They are so You uptight. actually went and they tossed them out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then I tried to just get a job as a janitor or something again, mm -hmm. a no. Yeah. Weird. Weird. You guys, The Simpson is airing its annual Treehouse of Horror this Sunday night. And next year's Halloween special, Treehouse of Horror XXX, will appropriately be the 666th overall episode of the long-running cartoon. Why am I telling you this? Why are you telling us this? Because showrunner Al Jean said, next year, Treehouse of Horror XXX will coincidentally be Simpsons episode 666 as we planned it in 1989. <laughs> 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 oh, just a delight. I love those Simpsons I'm people. I'm number one. Mm -hmm. Victory is mine. So kiss my behind. Boom, chaka laka laka ooh, ah, in your face. Who's your daddy? Reminder that uh, Lisa Simpson herself, Yardley? actress Yardley Smith, is going to be joining us Friday morning on the Kevin Bean Show. Excellent. She'll tell us more about Sunday's Treehouse of Horror. Mm -hmm. It's going to uh, pull gags from Jurassic Park, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and the Three Faces of Eve. All right. All right. Guys, people are very passionate about their bagels. So much so that uh, New Yorkers complained to Apple about their bagel emoji. They were so annoyed. It just showed a, a like a flat, smooth bagel cut in half. Nothing on it. 
And Apple listened. They're like, you know what, New Yorkers? Hold on. Shut your yappers. Let's right. give you some cream cheese. On on the bagel. Yeah, there's now there's now a on the uh, emoji. A fuller looking bagel cut in half with cream cheese. All other problems are gone? All other problems Let's get are news. gone. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. New Yorkers getting stuff done, right? The important stuff. That's not how no. how we eat our bagels. Throw some cream cheese on here. Done and done. I don't do cream cheese, by the way. You don't? I don't like it. What are you, communist? Butter. Just put butter on a bagel. So you toast a bagel and have butter? Yep. What about peanut butter? Fine with that, too. Mm. A little cream cheese and lox? I don't do either. Mm. Troubling. I'm right. not I'm not very Jewish. What? You don't have I to be not. Jewish to like cream cheese. Well, I feel like you do. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, I, I yeah, understand you, have to you be, do. Yeah, you don't really. You have to be no, to, to do don't. the locks and like some capers. Yeah. You don't have to. You have well, to. Well, no. They check. Uh, they don't. They check. <laughs> There's no check. Yeah, at Einstein's. They're you're like, both insane. Well, let's maybe see you're, your card. Maybe you're a pretender, but I'm mm-hmm. not, Kevin. Right, sure. This got weird. Mm-hmm. Some birthdays for you. Felicity Jones, Norm MacDonald, Mike Judge, Eminem. What? Eminem. And why Clef Sean? One time, two times. All right. Remember food? Sure. <sighs> That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. This isn't a bogus list, is it? Because if it's a bogus list, then we're going to have problems. Yeah. This is a list that comes from the heart of a person who writes for New Yorker magazine. Okay. Uh, she writes the food column for New Yorker. All right. Look, look, look. Don't shoot the messenger, okay? If well, you got don't any, be bad and pick bad lists. If you got any complaints mm-hmm. about the list, you write to Kelly Conaboy of New Yorker Magazine, all right? Who has ranked Halloween candy from best to oh, worst. Geez. Oh, here we go. I know it's controversial, and I know not everybody agrees. Look, there is a, there is a, a subjectiveness to this. Halloween candy ranked. All right, before, most, we, before yeah. we get to that, Muggs is here. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and turn on the mic because okay. we're going to include it. All right. What do you want to see in your bag as you walk away from the door in costume on a Halloween night? Hit it, Steve. B makes us guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. B makes us guess, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Bean is a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just want to tell, yeah. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for B makes us guess. Yes. I mean, I think we can all agree on what the best candy is, but once you get into number two through number 40, then it gets, uh, you know, like I said, a little bit subjective. You may not agree with this person's list, but Kevin, we let you go first. We're looking for answers in the top 10 for a point to see who wins this edition of Bean Makes This Guess. What say you? Apples with razors in them. (laughs) (laughs) Number one. What? I I am sorry. What? That may be just outside the top 40. There are no (laughs) apples with razors. Okay, I didn't know. I mean, just because that's what you give out doesn't mean that's what everybody else likes. All right, uh, Miss Allie McKay. Uh, Obviously, a Reese's peanut butter cup. I mean, there's no possible way it couldn't be number one. We all agree. Can we at least agree on that? Reese's uh, Peanut yes. Butter Cups is the best Halloween candy of all time. It's the best candy of all time. It's the best candy of I all time. I think I can I, I can make room for that. Okay. It wouldn't be my first choice, but I, it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's fine. way up okay. there anyway, so yes. Yeah. Mugs, you agree with Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's number one. Allie is on the board with the top choice. What say you? I got to go with Snickers. Number 10 on the list. Okay. Snickers. Yes, you are also on the board. Kevin, it's round to you. 
I'm going to go with uh, Jujubees. Oh, come on. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. No, no Jujubees. Those plastic candies that stick to your teeth? <laughs> yes. Allie, you're up. Uh, I'm going to stick with a peanut butter theme and go with the next best, Mother Evan Butterfinger. Uh, Butterfinger, Butterfinger, Butterfinger is number 19 on the list. How oh, is it? 19. Wow. What? Butter? Nope. By the way, I agree with you. It would be it would be in my personal top ten. Yeah. Butterfingers are awesome. All right, Bummer. Muggsy, baby mother effing Ruth. Uh, baby Ruth is, are good. Uh, Those are good. Is uh, is uh, is on the is on the list somewhere? Oh no, not in the top ten. It's not in the top mm. ten. Mm. Sorry, uh, baby Ruth is number thirty one. Uh, thirty one. All right, one. Wow. All right, Kevin. Abba Zabba. <laughs> no? Check I'm again. I'm sorry. No Abba Zabba. All I'm right. Sorry. All right, Miss Abba, okay? Uh, would Reese's Pieces be too much like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? Um, I, I guess feel like they might be separate. Okay. They're not. Oh, they're not there. Okay. okay. Or they're I'll, not on the list, so I'll, I'm not going to okay. count that as a guess. Okay. I'm going to go Kit Kat. Oh, I was going to guess that. Kit Kat number five, ladies and gentlemen. God Kevin. damn it. Yeah, there's no other candy mugs. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be fine. Son we've gotten a. two of them. Son <laughs> of a. Uh, we've got Reese's. We've got Kit Kat. We've got Snickers. Three in the top ten so far. If you're just joining us, we are doing a Bean Makes This Guest for Halloween Candy Ranked. And I think it is your turn, Mugs. Peanut M&M's. Uh, M&M's of all kinds okay. are grouped together at number nine. Beautiful. Okay. So you are also on the board. Well done. So it's a tie right now. 2-2. Two, two. Kevin, mm-hmm. so far you've yet to score. What? <laughs> <laughs> this one's going to nail it, though. You guys yeah. are all going to go, why didn't I think of that? Right. All right. Necco wafers. I am. Dare you. I'm going to come down there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I'm going to punch you in the throat. It, because it's outside the top 10 just barely? It's outside the top 40 by a lot, mm. it looks like. Okay. I, uh, I'm, who I'm, likes them? I love Gross. them. Jeez. I am the only eating. one. I, I am horrified that Deco wafers are not on those. <laughs> I would be delighted to get free Deco wafers. All right, Allie, you're up. Milky Way. Uh, Milky Way is a great guess at number two, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Well done, Allie. You are good at your candies. Seen my butt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Muggsy. Nestle Crunch. Oh, uh, that's a good guess. Number sixteen. Oh, oh sorry, uh, number sixteen. Yeah. All right, All I have right. two of them. Okay, mm-hmm. don't say Can toothpaste, I get two? Kevin. By the way, I was going to say toothpaste a little bit later. I have it written down. <laughs> I was going to put toothbrush, but uh, I have two of them. Uh-huh. All right. Now, do they count if I get both? No. I have two guesses that are sort of together. All right. Well, okay, let's hear so here's it. my guess. Okay. Good. Uh-huh. And plenty. Well, yeah. <laughs> wow. Right? But no. Good and plenty is a How very legitimate it's a very legitimate guess, but it's number 39 on the list. I'm sorry to say. Mm. But that's the first that's the closest you've gotten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Allie, you could uh you could go ahead for uh for the win here. Well, I'm already 3. But I'm saying mugs will not be oh. able to come back if you get oh. this one too. Uh, whatchamacallit? Jay, is Please, that your guess or are you trying to come up with an answer? No. I'm trying to think <laughs> of the You're giving her like three guesses. No. My mom loves these and I think they're heinous. We're going to need more than that. The only reason she gets them is because nobody wants it when she puts the bowl out and she knows she can have extra when it's over. Right. Uh, la, la, la. Nope, <laughs> Kevin. How <laughs> Elda, the worst sign he could have of what my mom wanted. But she wants it. Well, she your mom's already it. getting bad. Yeah. Yeah. Deny that. Holy crap. <laughs> this is this hostile work. It's getting immature in here. 
I have uh, lost track of, uh, uh, of whether you're guessing uh, or you're uh, not guessing. Mounds. <laughs> oh, it's just getting worse. I can't worse. stop thinking about it because of what he wrote. Ah. Mounds is they number on target. <laughs> is number uh, thirty-five okay. on the list. That's right. Oh uh, God. Your dad says your mom has great mouths. <laughs> All right, why don't we uh, give Bugs the last guess and then call it, shall we? Oh, boy. Uh, blow pops. Really? <laughs> you were doing so well, too. Blow All right, here are, uh, here are some of the ones uh, uh, just outside the top ten that you may have come up with. Junior Mints at number 17. Smarties at 15. Hershey's Bars at 13. Three Musketeers at 11. Three Musketeers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, inside the top ten, you guys got Snickers at 10. You got M&M's at 9. Then they have a tie, 7 and 8. They put Starburst and Skittles okay. at 7 oh. and 8. I can see that. Yeah, which I think here's one I am unfamiliar with, but apparently it is a very popular candy at Walgreens and other places. It's called the caramel apple pop, and it's not an apple uh, with chocolate on it or whatever. It's actually an apple pop with caramel on it. I'm and, not oh, wow. familiar with that. And what no. number is that on the list? Six. What? Wow. It's a six. Yeah, ridiculous. Apparently, it's great. Uh, number five was Kit Kat. Number four, Twix. Twix, oh. sure. Number three will be very controversial if you don't like this flavor, but Sour Patch Kids. Love them. Number three. I love them, too. Then your Milky Way, and then your Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. And this has been Bean Makes Us Guess. Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. Hey, uh, Alan McKay. Hey, Bean. What is going on? I was just thinking about how many people we've had on the show that are now dead. <laughs> Thank you. That's what Bean said. That's an that. actual thing that Bean said right before the mics went During on. the Blink song. So I'm not alone then. You've been thinking about it too. I have She's not. mocking you. Look, look, look. When we got the sad news yesterday about uh, Dennis Hoff from the Bunny Ranch, mm-hmm. I thought that's a guy who's been on our show multiple times over the years. He seemed youthful to me. I know he was 72, but that's not real old these days. Right. And it's just, it's hard to imagine. I mean, he was fine one day, Alex. Oh, my God in heaven. <laughs> and the next day, he died. Oh. I just, I don't like it. Bean, uh, Bean oh. is not aware of how health works. Mm. Or not at all. My favorite is a heart attack. Somebody died of a heart attack, and he goes, but he was fine <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> That's why they don't call him heart sneaking up on you, oopsies, you know? I don't understand how that works, but I feel like there should have oh. been some warning. Like, Dennis Hoff wasn't sick, as far as we know, okay? Mm-hmm. He was partying his ass off with hookers in Las Vegas like he does. Escorts, what could go escorts, wrong? please, escorts. Escorts, right. And the next thing you know, he gone. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't understand how, how life works. Right. Okay. Uh, Anything, right. What else? Hey, uh, I need to ask Bean about this. Bean, what are the Spotify sessions? Uh, this is actually a fun thing that the mm-hmm. that the uh, music streaming service does, which is they have artists stop by, like we do here on K-Rock, to perform live, and they'll do some songs of their own, but then they always ask them to do a cover, okay. a song that they enjoy. And they have hundreds of them up there right now, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are really, really good. Well, the most recent one from... A band that we love on this show, Panic at the Disco. All right. They have just released a cover of Outkast's epic hit, Hey Ya. You think you got it, oh, you think you got it, but got it, just don't get it, dude, there's nothing at all. We've been together, oh, we've been together, but separate's always better when that feeling's involved. If what they say is nothing is the what makes, 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 
Great that is. Yeah. That's real. That's not going to be the new Weezer Africa, is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're not going to be playing that till till the end of time, are we? I like that. Same. Uh, but Ali, I have bad news for you. What? It's not the latest in the Spotify singles collection. There's another one that no. just came out as well. Why is really? it bad news? Excellent. Yeah, I like bands. That was amazing. It's uh, the band Def Leppard. You a fan of theirs? Def Leppard, sure. They've got a, a place. Doing uh, per- personal pieces. What? No. Doing Depeche Mode? Doing what? Per- personal personal Jesus. Do not play it. Do not play it. Don't do this to me. Do not do this it's to me. It's Jeff Leppard. It's not us. Oh, sweet Jesus. Your own personal Jesus. Someone to hear your prayers. Someone who's there. It's not terrible. It's not. No. It's not. It could have been a lot worse, let's be honest. I Wow. I was really expecting it to be... I wow. think I like it more than the Johnny Cash version mm-hmm. and less than the Marilyn Manson version. Okay. Of Personal Jesus. All right. Well, do you like it more or less than Dwight Yoakam's cover of Purple Rain? Oh, well, dear God. That's the greatest thing ever better that, that has haunted my life <laughs> like people go to places and if it's playing they then send me the video they're like here's your favorite <gasps> it's the worst it is the worst ever. yeah you want to hear it uh, no. yes. never meant to cause you any sorrow <laughs> never meant to cause you any pain nope how dare you only wanted one time to see you laughing Glad Prince okay. isn't around to hear this. Yeah. Purple rain, purple rain. Is that enough? I think we're good. Yeah. I finally yeah. agree that Prince should stop things from being on the internet. <laughs> Do we know if Dwight Yoakam was officially charged with Prince's murder <laughs> as a result of releasing that or not? It, it is something, isn't it? That's not wow. good. All right, so uh, so ranking then. Panic at the Disco, I, way thumbs up, yeah. right? Yes. yes. Yeah. D- uh, Def Leppard doing Depeche Mode? Surprisingly, Didn't yes. Hate it. Yeah, Didn't not hate terrible. It. Yeah. Dwight Yoakam doing Prince. Well, no, 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 no. Go straight down. to hell. Thumbs down. Okay, Negative, gotcha, sir. Gotcha. Yeah. Guys, some great news. After reuniting earlier this year for a handful of reunion shows, the Stray Cats are going to celebrate their 40th anniversary in 2019. 40th anniversary. <gasps> They're going to mark that milestone with a new album and a, and a full-size tour. That That's is shocking. Exciting. I mean, it's easy to have a 40th anniversary if you haven't seen each other in right. 30 years, <laughs> yeah. for starters. Right. <laughs> but yeah. I, I just assume with Brian Setzer having a big solo career that mm-hmm. he didn't get along with slash need the other two. I don't know. I mean, would you know the other two's name? Yeah. I wouldn't. Can you uh, go for it? Slim, well, and, Slim, Slim and Lee. Well, did you look it up? No. Oh, Slim, yes. no. Lee, Lee. Lee Rocker and Slim Jim Phantom, right? Yeah, yeah you got it. All right. Yeah. Good for you guys. Maybe they should reunite. <laughs> I'm ready to do the Stray Cat Strut. Are you a stray cat? 
I'm a straight cat. Did they do Curly Shuffle also? No. Who did the Curly Shuffle? That was the Curly, the curly Shuffle. Sh- oh, my God. By a jump, jump in the, jump in the something? Jump I in mean, the saddle. Jump in the saddle. They the were band. like the fake. Is this Mad Libs? Yeah, no, they happening. were like the fake Brian Setzer, but they did a song about being in the Three Stooges. Was it Rockabilly? Yes. yes. Really? We're doing the Curly Shuffle. <laughs> and then it would, they would use no. Three Stooges vocals. Like, nyuk, nyuk, nyuk. Oh. No. It's kind of a jam. Might have to bring it in. Maybe that's your that's my jam for this week. The curly shuffle. Oh wow. And then it would be like Mo and he'd be like, that's right. It's every bit as bad as he's saying. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh we have it. When me and my friends go out in the town, we can't sit still, we can't sit down. We don't like to fight and we don't like to scuffle, but we dance all night doing the curly shuffle. Hey Mo! Hey Mo! I totally remember this as a kid. I don't think I've ever thought of it since then. Arguably terrible. It does have that stray cut, uh, cat's uh, rockabilly vibe to it. Sure. I'm also sorry to Brian Setzer that I thought he sang the curly shuffle. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mo. Hey, Mo. Oh, my God. What a, that was such a trip down memory lane. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. You guys. I appreciate the opportunity to come up with Jump in the Saddle, too, yeah, that by the was, way. That was awesome. That's the name of the band? <laughs> yes, that's name of the band. I mean, that's, that's you giving yourself props. That's, it feels wrong. Um, <laughs> no, he, he deserves it. <laughs> okay. I, I'll give it to myself. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Kira Knightley was promoting The Nutcracker and the Four Realms, which is a Disney film. She was on with Ellen DeGeneres, but she felt no need to not throw Disney under the bus during the interview. She is explaining why she doesn't allow her three-year-old daughter, Edie, to watch certain Disney movies because she just doesn't really agree with the whole princess vibe, you don't need a man to rescue you type of thing. So she has banned Cinderella and the Little Mermaid from her child's watching. She said, because she waits around for a rich guy to rescue her. Don't rescue yourself, obviously. And this is the one that I'm quite annoyed about because I really like the film, but Little Mermaid is banned too. I mean, the songs are great, but don't give your voice up for a man. Well, she's not really a mermaid either. (laughs) And um, I mean, look at the stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think Sleeping Beauty is the most direct? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl? The girl who has everything. That's a great freaking movie. And I think if you teach your daughter... Maybe after they watch it, hey, by the way, you don't need to be a mermaid that gives up her voice for a man. You keep your voice. It's a teachable moment. And your your fin legs. Finny. Sorry, you smell like fish. <laughs> like, if you do something like that, why, like, you're keeping her away from those great songs. Sebastian. and Come on, who's with me? I mean, it's a good movie, but... She's just talking about a three-year-old. Yeah, but you're banning them because you think it it's a bad... Right. I don't know. I just think it's a teachable moment if you want to teach your three-year-old about not giving in to men. Why are you teaching your three-year-old that? Stuff? Kids are stupid. I'm just saying. She did, though, say that Finding Dory has made the cut. It's a big favorite in their house. Sitting with Ellen DeGeneres. I was going to say, I'm sure Ellen was happy to hear that. Kira... Come on, right? We see through you. We do. I don't know what we see, though. Um, how's your sense of smell? 
I think pretty good. Good? I don't think mine's good at all. Not good? No. Let me ask you then, Kevin, how's your sense of direction? Uh, Pretty decent. Pretty decent? Yeah. Jensen, what about you? Uh, No. Not good? (laughs) No. Well, this all makes perfect sense then because... Researchers from McGill University in Canada tested the sense of smell and the sense of direction with 57 volunteers. Using MRI scans, the authors found increased thickness in two areas of the brain. Come on now. Predicted that a volunteer that had a better sense of smell would also have a better sense of direction. Makes sense. Right? Yeah. Follow your nose. It always knows. It always knows. All of this makes sense now. So my brain is thicker? Is that what you want? I, I think we knew that before this study, but yeah. the increased, science. The increased thickness in two areas of hmm. the brain. Yeah. That's right. really interesting. Fat shaming my brain. That sucks. I know. Well, it's rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry about that. Kira Knightley has, has banned that study from the house <laughs> as well. Bean, how's your, uh, how's your smell? Terrible on both. Well, again, terrible, yeah. terrible sense right? of direction, terrible sense of smell. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't smell anything. Right. I don't know. I've had my nose broken before, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that has something to do with it. Right. But yeah, Donna always complains that there are bad things in the fridge or in the trash, and mm-hmm. I never noticed. So <laughs> it will come as no shock to you guys that this schnoz, great sense of smell. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't have any option. I mean, you got a dog's nose, right? Yeah, I mean, you like wake up and smell the flowers in other countries. <laughs> <laughs> All three of you? Really? Like, boom, boom, boom? I mean, you set us up. And it's true. Yeah. It's not a small nose. Proud of it. Really proud of my nose, you guys. Excellent. <sighs> Some birthdays. Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald, Mike Judge, Felicity Jones, Wyclef Sean, Eminem, and Michael McKean. And that's what's happening. Thanks, Allie. And your drive home today, listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Thanks again to Mumford & Sons for stopping by and playing our kitchen. Uh, tomorrow morning, an all-new show. we got a brand-new internet roundup. We've got R.J. Bell. <laughs> like it's a sound space playing our kitchen. <laughs> they stopped by the kitchen, and they rocked it. They did. That's exactly what happened. Yep. Uh, we've got R.J. Bell talking about odds for Week 7 of the NFL. Get up on this with Jensen. And your tickets for the Gorillas as well tomorrow morning. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.